Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We're back, chaps. Series 11. Excited. That's a, that's a stick in the box. And you, oh, normally, wait, 11. you normally get the wrong number, don't you? You normally yeah. say Series 6 when it's Series 8. We've not got off on the best start, gents. I'll be honest with you. Wow, well, what's happened? What's he done now? It was my birthday yesterday. And it really? Only, only Matty wished me happy birthday from the, from the Under the Kosh team. Do you know what? Did it, did it, just, it? it just goes no. to show how quick time goes because... I remember having this exact conversation last year. Did we? Yeah. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. You actually Happy said the only Matt is the only person. Two oh, it's too late, man. Do you many, know many happy returns. So, so yeah, I was disappointed. Your birthday. I was disappointed. You know me. I'm I'm a compassionate, caring guy, and, yeah. and shit from Matty as well. By the way. Why is Matty not just put it in the group happy birthday and we could have obviously all jumped on? No, he's just good from Matty. Snake, Matty. He's a snake. That's bad. That. He is. What an asshole. Just Johnny, put it we, on. We do, it. Well, we do well to remember our own birthday, never mind flipping the other ones. Exactly. I did, uh, well, apologies. Very sorry for missing your birthday. Well, disappointed. But new, new series, new beginnings. Yes. Let's put, let's put a line through it, Chris. Yeah. yeah, let's put, put it to bed. having this conversation again next year. <laughs> put it to bed. Well, just let us know earlier in the week ne- next year then. <laughs> just dropping a subtle hint saying, oh, Rose is taking me out for my birthday. I did do. He on did. Saturday, we were driving down and said, pubs are shut. I'm not going to be able to go out for my birthday on Saturday. He did. I, I even tired. dropped an hint. I was tired. I weren't really listening. Where are you born? What about... No, um, wankers. The hotel. Fiasco. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm not, I'm not good tired, me, right? And I was shattered. I was shattered, right? Honestly, I could have ripped your head off. We book an hotel that... Shuts at 11 o'clock, and we didn't set off from Sheffield to Oxford until 9.30. Yeah. We got there at 1. 1 a.m. Lewis, Hamil- Lewis Hamilton couldn't have got down there in time to check in. Yeah. Pooh, I'm going to write a negative review on um, TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, that, on that, though, obviously, Chris, last week, he was, you were on death's door, weren't you? You were struggling. I was struggling. I don't yeah. do well, Paul, do me? But he, he, t- he turned up for, for Paddy Kenny. And the journey down, he, he didn't say a word, just kept, you know, you, you could tell he was struggling. He's been, he, has, he had five hours sleep in three days, but he didn't let us know. On the other hand, John, all the way down, tired me. The puff, <laughs> I think there was at least double figures, puffs of the cheeks. <laughs> like a big baby in the back. That's right, yeah. in, back of that, in back of that golf with his knees on his right. chin. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a morning bastard, mate. I'm a morning oh. bastard. 
I can cope with it most things, but not tired. Tired is don't sit well with me tired. But we got Every we got to Oxford at one a.m. didn't we? Pulled pulled up on car park like Brands Arch on gravel. Knock it banging on that door. <laughs> Nobody's home. <laughs> Thing is, Nobody home. The silence was deafening amongst the group. I was I, honestly, I, I I could have quite easily kicked door in. We had a 40 minute drive at half one in the morning to, to the nearest. Four different hotel. hotels we went to, no room at the inn. Yeah, and what are the chances of <laughs> all the. I, I couldn't understand why all the hotels were busy, but apparently Bista Retail Park is the second biggest tourist attraction for Chinese people. I never want to go <laughs> to Chip and Norton ever again. Where are we, loose chippings? <laughs> Good to be back, though, lads, isn't it? Good to be back. Yeah. Oh, it's Series 11. To be back. And we've got some humdingers coming up. Great start. <clears throat> it's a solid start. Strong. When people when people ask me, oh, what were uh, we like recording with Mark Bircham? Uh, I've described it as the nearest thing, the nearest, the nearest one to uh, Andy Johnson, I think. Yeah. He's got he's got a bit of Jono about him. Ex Millwall, QPR, US felon. <laughs> that was incredible, wasn't it? We've got some there is a fabulous story, story coming up in part two from his time in the uh, American Slammer. correction facility. <laughs> I could just see him in one of them orange jumpsuits. Should we get Birchie on? Yeah, and uh, just enjoy people. Enjoy and thanks. Yeah. Thanks for your continued support with the Patreon. Absolutely. It's, it's very much appreciated and how have we got season 11, man? How have we got to season 11? We've got to be over 100 now, haven't we? 100 podcasts. Yeah, we have. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for everybody who's on the Patreon helping us. Well, we're travelling up and down the country now, aren't we? It's yeah. allowing us to do that. Rolling in horizons, aren't we? I've never been to Loose Chippings before. And now I can say I've been to Loose Chippings. <laughs> it was fucking 2 o'clock in the morning I got there, but I've been to Loose Chippings. <laughs> whatever it was called <laughs> chippings come on Birchie let's be having How you Birchie let's have you Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks for letting us... Uh, yeah, you were fine. Your, this is, your place, mate. It's, yeah. it's, it's a reading room. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, all the books. <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Yeah, did you bring your passports coming this far south or what? Like, not you, He's homesick. I'm, uh, I can't wait to get home. Can we get me, <laughs> quick and get, me, get me back up north? As soon as, I'm, as soon as I'm past fucking Mansfield, I'm fucked. I can't believe our second Canadian international. What Who's are the chances? The Ian Hume. Hume. Hume, yeah. Yeah, and he's got, what, an absolute mongrel of an accent. He's got <laughs> part sweaty, <laughs> part everything. Canadian, yeah. Are you all right, mate? Are you, what, I don't watch the crack these days. Are you coaching still? Or? Yeah, no, I'm technical director of Bahamas, so it's not a bad gig, but I've been... <laughs> technical <laughs> director of Bahamas. Yeah, so uh, I've not... I've been waiting to go back for, like, six weeks, but the island's been in lockdown with the virus, so... A lot of Zoom calls and stuff. So yeah. I'm hopefully going back there next week. World Cup qualifiers start for the men's team. October 11th, and we got in our group Trinidad, Guyana, 
Tenkits and Nevis, Puerto Rico. Do you know that horrible place? You try. It's hard not to smile, isn't it? Yeah, you know, no, no, no. Just like scrolling through LinkedIn. No, like, but, then, no well. but then, but then we got the women's team that I'll be heading up as well. So you got that. So it's, yeah, it's good. It's, so did, did you apply for that, or did they come to you? I got head hunted. They see. Yeah, my, oh yeah. They see, my, they see my mug shot. I mean, this is one game to win. <laughs> uh, no. It, it, because of CONCACAF, because of my links playing with Canada, old Canadian uh, FA president, Vic, he's now head of CONCACAF. Jason Roberts is out there as head of CONCACAF uh, men's football. They offered me the job and I thought, like, why not? Being an assistant or not? Yeah. I, I, I can check in, I can do a bit of paperwork, but you're no bother. <laughs> Fuck off, lads. Like, I'm off. <laughs> Good luck with it all. Yeah, but... I don't think I'm allowed Northerners because of the like the skin because you lot you're burning on that light hair. Tony, <laughs> you, know I mean? you're, you're, you lot, look, 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 look at me. I've got, go. I've got a long sleeve on. You like you like you're in better than me. So I think you're a bit of heat stroke here already. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's what I'm doing at the minute. So that's so what you, are you going to move out there? Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, hopefully next week I'll be out there. And what was your links? Obviously, you played for Canada. What was the link there? My granddad was born. Well, all the, my family were builders, and they moved out there building. My granddad was born out there, lived there about six months, and then that's because I got called up for Wales. Because on their way back, their first port of call was Cardiff, and they thought they registered my granddad's birth there at Cardiff. So I got called up to Wales B team, and we always knew he was born in like Winnipeg in Canada because yeah. it was on the way across. Score with so it. like the, the, uh, Wales B playing Belgium, so Bobby Gould, Tom Wally, my ex, uh, youth team coach, lunatic, great geezer, absolutely. Couldn't talk about HR now. Got no <laughs> chance. <laughs> he used to be like Ace Ventura on the on the long runs. He used to run us on the road, and then ran the car with us up the arse, giving it. <laughs> run you fuckers! Run! <laughs> He'd be like run. Please pull him over. You can't ram him up there. Like, <laughs> absolute lunatic. But so, yeah, I got called up for Wales. And then, uh, when we did that, I think it was the day we was meeting up to play Belgium away. They said, Oh, your granddad would be fancy. We've traced it. Your granddad's born in Winnipeg in Canada. Can't play for us. And it sort of like got in the press. And luckily, was we playing Plymouth? I think we all were playing Plymouth. Carlo Corazin was playing for Plymouth. And the Canadian general secretary was over watching him and said, Look, do you want to come play for us? Yeah, go on then, I'll give it a go, see what it's like. And then Is that right? You were the first player Guinness, Guinness to play records. First, yeah. first, first player to ever score for their country without setting foot there. We had, <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we, had, we had Northern Ireland away and then like, I scored my like come on a sub, scored my first touch, sang the wrong, wrong national anthem, God save the Queen got blasted. I was God My bad. And then uh, So then it was like in the press afterwards, because of my name's spelt the C and then they just like going full French on me, like chatting away. And I gave it, look, sorry, I ain't got a clue what you're saying. Are you not from Montreal or Quebec? I went, no, mate, I'm from London. And they're like, like London, Ontario. I went, no, oh, the real London, <laughs> capital of the world. Like, and they're like, oh, and like, you've never been there? I went, no, I've never been there. Because they, normally it's like two years, it was two years to get a citizenship and passport. But my dad had to get his first, and then I had to get mine. But it come in four weeks, both of them through the post. And then, yeah. That's how I qualify for them. So Guinness Book of Records. I used to have it in my toilet, the certificate. I don't know where it is now. By the way, the Welsh selection committee are a shambles because they, they called up Tom Williams yeah. just because he had a Welsh name and he played the Swansea. 
<laughs> yeah. So someone's not right with them, is it? No. <laughs> They've gave it a go. Tony Cascarino had a go, didn't he? <laughs> few have slipped through the net in the past. Yeah. Jesus, man. How did you How did you find it when you got got in the squad? Like you know meeting what? them lads for the first time. Ah, oh, different gear because it was like a social club because it was the the lads that play for England. It was, FIFA every you know when people say about it, oh look he looks tired from international duty because they're travelling probably because it was like a stag do every time we went away he was out all the time and I think that's what was such a good thing with us we had Paul Pesciliado Thomas Rosinski Craig Forrest Jimmy Brennan Paul Stolteri Mark Watson used to play over here for Oxford so Nick Dasovich was at St Johnson's in Scotland so really it was like an English team yeah and that mentality where it was like all together, like win-lose on the booze. Normally it was lose for Canada, so there was no pressure. So yeah, it was just really enjoyable. And then we ended up winning the Gold Cup by pure luck, which was like Slovenia winning European Championships. Yeah. And like we ended up beating Mexico. We played Mexico in um, Aztec. It was like 100,000 there. I think 99,000 was Mexicans. And we scored in the Golden Goal. It was the most silent stadium you'd ever see. And Trinidad beat... USA in the other semi-final, 100,000. We played Trinidad in the semi-final where there was 5,000 there at the Coliseum, like no one there. So, yeah, so then, then we qualified for the, the Confederation Cup, which was different class because we got weighed in for that. We, they tried not to send us. They tried everything not to send Canada. They wanted to what? send Mexico and America. Now, but I think Mexico was holders and they wanted to send America, but because we was champion of the continent, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we went and so we went there and in our group was... In our group was Brazil, Japan, and Cameroon. And we actually got a draw of, draw of Brazil. It was, a bit, it was like pattern of play, attack, big defence. I don't think Who's playing for Brazil? Do you know what? It was the, the lads that weren't in Italy or Spain because their season was just finishing. So yeah. Also, it was the, 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 few, the, the big lad who missed the three penalties, Palermo, was it? Do you remember oh, the white yeah. centre forward? I think Adriano played as well. Yeah, I was the only one that got a shirt so I'm buzzing so straight after the game we're like can we swap shirts and they're like no I'm like these fuck you they think they are Brazil <laughs> idiots <laughs> I'm not having this so like I'm going I'm, I'm getting a shirt so I went in there they're doing a debrief whatever I've just opened the door in their dressing room I'm like I'm swapping my shirt you ain't beat us I want to swap my shirt and so like they're translating it and he's half gave it the manager give this idiot a shirt so they've come up <laughs> so they've come up with a training top I went no 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 <laughs> God, my, I want a shirt you ain't beat us I want a shirt so I think some subs come up it was Caesar someone and he's just like he's handed it over and like I gave him my shirt and he's half no I went okay fuck yeah I'll keep it <laughs> went out and we're like celebrating yeah I've got a shirt I've got a shirt and so like we were speaking to one there, interpreters, Hart was giving it, that's big time, isn't it? Like, not giving us a shirt. So, what's a liberty? And like, not being funny. Like, they're quite poor, so what they do, they give their shirts back home and then the family can get food out of it and they, they, oh, they, 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 family can, and and they can trade it, yeah. So they start, and they, and Pesha's <laughs> giving it, and Pesha's giving it. I bet you're happy now, but yeah. like, fucking hell, I've got a shirt, you mate. <laughs> <laughs> So who weird you're in there? Could have Canada fed FA. Could have fed a village with that bonuses shirt. Like. What's that? When you say you got weird in. No, you get weighed in by FIFA because you get the, I think it's about 40, 50 grand there to go per man to go to a confederation. Well, 40 Canadian, I think it was, so it worked out about, I think about 30 grand a man to go there. So, and we got, because 
it's the tournament before the World Cup, so we're like, don't get Korea, don't. So we got drawn in the Japan group, which was all right. So like the Aussie lads was in Korea and, and like didn't really like it. Do you know like when you're on international duty and half years are English and like a night out, but the, yeah. I'm guessing the Canadian lads are quite sensible. Oh, poor, that's why I really retired because the English lads sort of left and retired, got to old Craig Forrest, Pest, Mark Watson, and the new generation were coming through. And I'm Frank Yallop, who now he's like family to me, he was the new Canadian manager and he called, he called a training camp, we had it up in Manchester and I had a broken ankle. So I said, yeah, I had a broken ankle, but I went up there anyway. And then right, Frank Yallop's like, all together lads, right, no training tomorrow, all go out tonight, it's in Manchester, there's no curfew. Well, that is <laughs> all you want to hear. That is like, as a kid, it's Christmas today, don't go back tomorrow. I'm like, there's no curfew. Like, there's no curfew. Lads, there's no curfew. Right, 15 minutes, get ready. We're back down in reception. Go, go, let's go, go. It's about five, like four in the afternoon, five. So I'm thinking it's an all day and all night. This is amazing. Saying to like Jimmy Villain, he did say no curfew. <laughs> he did, yeah. So we're going out like that. So we get changed, we get down, and it was like me, Thomas Rosinski, Pesh, and Jimmy Brennan. I'm like, no, they couldn't have heard. He said no curfew. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, I'm not having it. What? Four of us. So I'm going around like, Jimmy was one of them as well. I know he half wanted it, but he was trying to be sensible. So I'm banging around the doors, lads. No <laughs> curfew. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're a bit tired because of the jet lag and we've like, got this FIFA tournament. You got what? <laughs> we've got this FIFA tournament and we go, you're never going to make a player, you're fucking shit, give up now. <laughs> Next round. <laughs> Two lads are playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no curfew. <laughs> you're in Manchester. You're black. And they're like, yeah, this has been playing for a while. So, straight up. And so and then it affected my night out for a couple of hours. I was just playing on your mind. Yeah, no, I was sitting no, normally I'm but and I, I was just sitting in the park, isn't it? What's happening to the game? <laughs> what, what is happening? Is there any possible point of carrying on? <laughs> but I'm coming here for international duties because got the pressure at home it's QBR I've got like if we don't win a game I've got 25 family members giving it why haven't we won well because we'd be shit that's why we ain't won so I'm coming to Canada this is a really they're not cu- no curfew Pesh <laughs> Pesh no curfew <laughs> do you know how many times you career you can hear that <laughs> no curfew <laughs> and then I think from that time uh, I think we had a couple of games and I just meant to Frank I don't think this is for me like it's getting far too serious. Yeah. <laughs> it was only one other time we had a no curfew. Oh, is that twice? It was in the same one, the IB for Cup. Different kit. Well, we're European champions, QPR. Don't want to say that. But we are <laughs> European champions, holders of the IB for Cup. I don't think it was ever played again. So, so who's in the, who's well, in the IB for Cup? Well, considering like the three pre-season before, we've gone to RAF camps and yeah. they have run the nuts off us. One... That, uh, there's another story there. Marcus Bean and Terrell Forbes. This is the last RAF camp we up. It was up in, it was up in Inverness. RAF Kinloss, I'll never forget it. And it was, it was 
one, there's being an RAF camp and being up in Inverness. It's like, there's nothing to do, even if you want, it was like being on Alcatraz, even if you do want to go out for a night and escape, you've got <laughs> fuck all to do. So, uh, they've taken us cross-country orienteering. And it's like, you do orienteering and you pick the coordinates up. So I'm speaking to the instructor and he's like, yeah, it's a cross-country one. You get your coordinates and then you run another mile and a bit and you get the coordinates and it's the last one back. I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds interesting. So like Terrell Forbes, still a good mate now. He was up for a charge and he's managed to come away because he's got a ankle brace on. And he has to, he's, he's tagged up and he has to report to, I think, the police station up in Inverness at nine o'clock every night. So... This is the afternoon run. So I'm like, so you was paired up. So I said to Kev, and then it was Gareth Ainsworth and Martin Rowans, right lads, sprint like fuck to the first one. They're like, what? Don't worry, sprint like fuck to the first one. So I get to the first one, get the coordinates. Right, great. Sprint to, what the, sprint to the second one. Got the coordinates, we're first one there. Fuck off, that one's gone. So then they lads can't find it. So we're up to the third one, get the coordinates, to the fourth one, fuck it off. So. Now it's in the woods, it's a maze. So we're, now we get back, we're first ones back, we are pissing ourselves laughing. It's getting darker and the lads are coming in because they've been lost in the woods. They're coming <laughs> in, coming in. So <laughs> everyone's back in, it's now pitch black. It's past nine o'clock. The two lads that are missing, Marcus Bean <laughs> and Terrell Forbes. So like, we're off. Ollie's going, man, he's got a tag on. He could go to prison. We're <laughs> laughing. <laughs> They've got the lifeguard out, search and rescue, because it was near the beach. <laughs> it's, like, it's pitch black out, 10 o'clock at night. They were found huddled on the beach together. <laughs> I'll never forget it. They walked in like they've run, they've run the marathon. They've got the silver foil on. <laughs> They're silver foiled up. <laughs> and I'm just so excited. <laughs> sitting there. Don't give it. Oh, lads, are you all right? You look cold, eh? Yeah. And Terrell just went, Birch, not funny, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> not funny. <laughs> like the tanks coming in. They're going always giving it straight away. <laughs> like, straight to Kev, you're in disgrace. And he was always, Kev's comeback line was, it weren't me. <laughs> like, pointing at me all the time. Like, just no, kept no, going. No. Yeah, Kev got all the time, but so silver foil. They've run the marathon. They've come in, just not funny, bro. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> uh, and then, so we went IB for cup. So they've said to us, we're going IB for. We thought they were like lying, and then we've had the big speech. This is pre-season. This is serious. Holloway. Holloway. This is serious. Blah blah blah. Don't don't think you're going to IB for to party. Nah, it never crossed my mind. Fuck. <laughs> 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 he went out there the day before or something with the family so we got to the hotel a nice hotel right lads sit down I'm just saying before this is pre-season but this is a fucking disgrace like what? what? all the games on Astro the training's on Astro this ain't real pre-season so the magic words again no curfew tonight <laughs> but you have to stay in the hotel we're like that can fucking work, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we can work, we'll take no that. problem. We'll take it. Straight away, Chief Exec Mark Devlin, who thinks that I'd feel, headlock to the bar, get your card out, get the club card out, put it behind the bar. <laughs> I 
on the bar. So I think we learned it. That it must have been like, it was about six o'clock at night. What a great night. It's still about eight in the morning. And we're like, oh, shit, we got training at night. So we're straight to train. We've got a game at night. We're playing our B for town. Big, big European clash. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was honestly the best but worst training I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've seen Gareth Ainsworth. He was side-footing like a ball. He's, he didn't even have the ball. He's side-footing it. <laughs> Martin Rowland's running down the wing. We played 11 v 11. He's fed, he had a big nose anyway, Rowley. It was like a, it was like a plow. He's gone. He, he dug up the astro. <laughs> he got across it, missed the ball, face planted, and then on the last one, do you know, like when you get it off the throw and you go to volley it down the line. I've got to volley it down the line, and it was just an absolute peach right in Kev's nose. It's bleeding, and Holloway just gave it. That's a disgrace. Get to bed. Right, get to bed. Sleep it off. We got a game tonight. <laughs> And again, it was it was going so well two 0 But then the smiling assassin Paul Furlong, because he's such a nice geezer, he smiles the gold tooth out. But then the red mist would come in, and then he's uh, he scissored someone. It's gone into a big twenty-two man brawl. We've won two 0 and again, Onoways gave it right, lads. <laughs> we go out for dinner tonight. Can I have a few drinks. No going out. So we're like, okay. So we go up. We get back to the hotel about 12. We're like, there's a fire exit there. They've put us next to the fire exit. Kev, I think they want us to go out. <laughs> team spirit. Because look, down the fire exit, we're out. Like, and not only does the fire exit go out, it goes to the taxi rank. <laughs> I, think, I think what the gaffer's saying is, don't go out, but go out. And because at Millwall, when we was there, the manager used to fine us. If it, was, if it was anything less than a group of five, you was out drinking. So that was Keith Stevens. If it was five or more, it's team bonding. So <laughs> I think what he's saying is he wants some team bonding. <laughs> Kev's like, I think you're right, Birch. I think that's what he's saying. He's like, right, great. There we go. Get back in. And, like, and <laughs> it was us, Coventry, Huddersfield, and IB for town. So the Coventry lads... This is the year after Mickey Adams is the manager when he got done with the Leicester lot. So yeah. they haven't even been able to go out of the dining hall, let alone everywhere out every night. So we've, we've qualified for the final. We're playing Coventry in the final. It's been a heavy stag do for us. Isn't it? Like oh. We're in the final. We're playing Coventry. But there's a load of fans gone out there. There must have been like over a thousand QPR fans and there's like three, four hundred Coventry. So two nil at half time. They start kicking off the fans, they're fighting. So, like, Mickey Adams gets on the mic and give it, you imbeciles, you idiots, it's pre-season, what are you doing? Calm it down. Like, this is a disgrace. <laughs> and, like, I can see Ollie's, like, thinking, I'm getting on the mic here. I've got to say So, Ian's picked up the microphone and gave it, yes, you morons. What are you doing? I know you're disappointed that we're too near down. I know it's the final, but I tell you what, we're going to give it a right go second half. <laughs> and they're going, yeah, back to fighting the police. <laughs> he's kind of done. He's reared them up. And then the half-time talk was, again, the magical words that I've only heard this three times in my career. All right, lads, you win this one. No curfew. <laughs> Be at the airport. 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, well. 
probably the best European performance cute girl I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, won it three two. Come and go and score. Honestly, you had the European. I think we celebrated more than when Liverpool had their comeback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five months. No curfew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we were singing the Champions League music ourselves, right? <laughs> and Coventry's looking on, giving it. They <laughs> done us four 0 in the league game, like a, 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 two months later, but it was well worth. <laughs> no curfew, no curfew, no curfew. Yeah. <laughs> Matty Rose, yeah, Matty Rose spewed at the airport. Like we like get to the airport because when we got back, we loaded our case up on the bus, so it was already there, so we could just get to the airport, passports in pockets. Yeah. And the Matty Rose, he never says anything. If you know Matty Rose, like nice geezer, and he was just like demoralised. He looked like half dead, and he just went, "What a stag do that!" Was. <laughs> 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 and got back, but then all the way gave us like the two hardest weeks of running ever. But it was well worth it. Like. <laughs> was he good? At, was he good to play for? Brilliant, like because Neil Warnock as well, like a coach under Neil Warnock, and um, all your tactics and stuff. What? What Holloway was great with, he treated everyone the same. So we got a squad of players wanted to play for him, not just like the core of yeah. the 12, 13. He got, he got everything. Because he's so honest, sometimes he's too honest. And he, you just wanted to do well for him. Like, just some of the things he would do, like go for a bad run. He's like, on a Friday, right, we're going for a run now. We're going to run. Get your trainers on. We're like, fuck, you've got a game on. It's a big game. I think we're playing Brentford. Us. He's like, right, and go out the train going, we're fucking on the run. We've gone, gone for about a mile, got round the corner, straight into the cafe, right, everyone full English. Like, what? Full English. Another mile, straight in the pub, have a pint. Right, lads, beat them all at the ground, 1.30, see you later. And then end up winning the game, doing really well. And you just do little things like that where it, he's not trying to do it for a show, it's just him. And I think sometimes he used to get nervous, so then... <laughs> when we had to win the game at Sheffield Wednesday to go up, I'll never. Uh, you could tell he was nervous the day before, and like he's rang the phone. Me and Kev said, "Right, get everyone down to the bar." It's about eight o'clock at night. Gets down to the bar. He said, "Look, I know you lads might struggle sleeping because you know I'm fucking fine. I'm, I'm good as gold. No, but all have a beer with me." So like. He's got everyone there, everyone in the squad of beer. So it's the night before, everyone's having a beer. We've got to win it here for Wednesday to go up. And he's like, yeah, like, right, one more and that's it, you can go to bed. So had the beer and then like some fans had come in and, he, and then it went a bit David went, no, 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 we don't normally do this. No, <laughs> no. This is team bonding. It's <laughs> mental exercise. Well, one, two, one, three, four, it's a, five, it's a mental six. exercise. They're the, they're the players. You've got to mark here. Like he's moving the glasses. <laughs> yeah, they, they come in there and... Like, yeah, yeah he was, he, for, for me, he was brilliant. I think, like, or you speak to all your players, that that's what he got because he was so honest. You wanted to win for him. You didn't want it. It was like like the disappointed parents. You didn't want to let them down. Yeah. Like, some managers you could give a shit about, but you actually didn't want to let him down. Mm. He's such a good bloke. Everybody that's played under him have said that, haven't they? Mm. I think because yeah. of his personality, he's so good and bubbly. And then when he gets down, it's like, a bit down here. feel like, like you've yeah, let him bit, down. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the very start, I mean, did you come through the ranks at Millwall? Well, no, I was at QPR from 9 till 15. And, and my, then my, dad, my, my dad was under 16 coach at QPR and he helped with the youth team as well. And he got rid of me to Millwall, which was, cheers, Dad. Falling <laughs> my eyes out. But back then, like, Mill, they weren't allowed to, but Mill promised me a pro contract and it was Tom Wally and 
I think the type of player I was, it was suited to me one. I think it would get, and it was a bit hard at QPR because QPR was so good at the time. They had so many quality players in the yeah. first team. He thought that I could get a better chance of being in the first team younger. At, a bit like, like back then, Kev, Kevin Gannon was one of my mates. He scored 160 goals in two years in the youth team. And he weren't really getting even playing the reserves because they had so many centre forwards at the club. So went there. I remember just coming home and my dad saying, "You're going to Mill, like just balling for like big a call week. from your dad, by the way. Yeah, big call. Had big you grown call. up QPR fan? Oh, like massive. Every Bertram born, you a season ticket kit. And I, I think I'm the only official member to play for because I don't think Kev actually parted with his money to become an official member <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah so Law Sports Club so yeah it was all the dream one of them when I was a kid curtains lampshades rugs QPR yeah. every kit I've still got them now like m my kids used to wear them and kept them so like every shirt that, that we didn't miss a really miss a home game it was only when I joined Mill full time as a YTS that I missed a home missed game so like every, the 1982 FA Cup final run. I was only four, but we lived in Wembley. Went to nearly every. That's the first time I seen my dad cry. I thought he hurt himself. Like Clive Allen scored in the semi final at Arsenal, and we won the game one nil. And I remember my dad crying. I was thought he was having a heart attack. I was only like four. He's everything all right, and he was like, "It's the happiest day of my life." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, that marriage, kids." <laughs> <laughs> FA Cup final 1982 as a, as a championship team I'd uh, think back and then uh, 1986 Milk Cup final run we went to every round and then best one of the best nights of my life away at Liverpool we was 2-2 I remember all the like from Wembley and Notting Hill all the family got a coach up there in the morning so Mr Day of School we used to that used to be alright back then and going off but that's the first time I knew about curry on fish and chips like I remember we went so all the family nice isn't it it was like the family were disgusted <laughs> <laughs> so we've got we've gone up north so so we're up to Liverpool and big coach of the family so all the kids are in, went to the pub and said look win or lose we're coming all back and we're having a drink so they sent us up the fish and chip shop got the order fish and chips pie and chips saveloy and chips saveloy which they haven't a clue what was in up north they didn't know what saveloy they didn't have saveloys not a savoy. Just a sausage. sausage yeah, it's like a red, exactly. I'll rest my case. <laughs> so, no, no, but it's like a red sort of frankfurtery sausage. A shit sausage. Um, yeah, complete shit, but it's southern <laughs> shit. So that's what they wanted. <laughs> so, went in there. I remember coming back to the pub and out. These dirty northern bastards. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like curry, they've gone in there, kicked off. Oh, yeah, okay. Curry on fish and shit. No wonder. No wonder. <laughs> that was it. That was it. No, no wonder. wonder. What, what they mean? No wonder. No wonder they ain't working up here. <laughs> <laughs> Not working. So, it's all about the curry and the yeah. chips, lads. So, like, <laughs> what are they talking about? Don't feel me working. So, like, when, uh, so it was Liverpool and they scored two own goals for us to qualify. So it was like 2-2, two, two, went 3-2. That was it. We got Oxford in the final, lost 3-0 in the final, I think the worst ever game. And that's, I remember the first line my dad said to me, because I remember coming out there balling, and he went, don't worry, son, we'll be back soon. That was 1986. The next time we went back to Wembley was the playoff final with Bobby Zamora when he scored. And then, when we was walking out, my dad went, told you, Mark, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never lie. <laughs> 
But wait, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, about 30 years. Told you I'd never lie to you. Would your dad, do you think there was some reasoning behind that? So, yeah, Going to I, know I, yeah, because to get probably in the first thing would be easy. Like my, you got to think, my, when I was growing up at QPR, our midfield three was me, Nigel Quasi, and Rio Ferdinand. So, so, so Rio started at QPR. Yeah. So that was, I was quite easily the worst out of them three looking at <laughs> uh, But Quasi, yeah, great player. But then Rio went to West Ham. I went. And maybe looked at it and thought like Nigel was a better player, so same age. Mm. So I went to Mill, and I think because of the type of player I was, it, he sent me. It was an incubator Mill to heighten my aggression, to bring the best out of me. Yeah. So he probably said that as a skill. But I think it's not too bad because you, know, you have trash talk in America, and then we made that a fine art of, of growing <laughs> up. And like, I remember talking to other managers since they used to say like, "Don't talk to him. Like if you talk to him." Like he's got you, just don't talk. Like I'll beat some players giving it, Steve, Steve, Steve. He's told you not to talk to me, isn't he? <laughs> 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 uh, or tap him on the shoulder, giving it, come on, let's have a chat. I know you're not allowed. I know you're not allowed. <laughs> One of the battles we had was Graham Kavanagh. So like Cav was at Cardiff. I was at QPR. They beat us in the final. And then the next year, it was Canada v Island. It was his first game back for... First game back for Ireland in five years. So we're out in the centre circle. I think I'm talking to Steve McReady's there, Robbie Keane, chatting. Cavs come out and I gave him hello. And he's just run past me and blanked me. So of course they're giving it, oh, he's had you up there. I went, he fucking has, isn't he? <laughs> so now the warm up, right, he's had me up. He fucking had me, he's had me right up there. He's bugged me right off. But I'd go back to the story because I met him years later. So going back, oh, he's fucking mugged me off. And then the first time I get the ball, I go to play it down the line, and he, I did hold it a bit longer, and he smashed me and like stood over me. In my head, he stood over me, ripped his shirt off and flexed his muscles, yeah. but I think he might have just looked at me. So like, <laughs> now my head's gone. That's it. That's it. He's completely mugging me off. I'm going back to where my dad used to like be my manager when I was under 10, and if I didn't top the biggest geese on the other team, he, he, used, to, he used to sub me straight away, and so I was a disgrace <laughs> to the family. So like, that's in my head. The game's gone. He's had you up. Oh, fuck it, he's had me fucking up. He's had me up. And just by luck, it was like two minutes later, ball's come to him and I've gone across him and hit him. In my head, I thought it was a fair tackle at the time. Looking back, I was a little bit late. And so my story of events was this. So I've tackled him. I've gave it our good, like you play with fire, you get burnt. And then... Two minutes later, he's trying to carry on. He's limping off, and I've gave it. Ha ha! I, I, I remember saying, "Yeah, good, get off." So, turns out, I go to see him in the change room afterwards. Chris Uton was assistant. His cavalry right there. I just want to check. He's all right. Now he's broke his ankle. He's gone to hospital. I didn't mean it. And Chris Uton went, "Ah, like he's smashed you. You smashed him. He's come off worst." I went, mean, uh, "Give my like, say my best wishes to him." And even when he found out. I sent him a letter to Cardiff saying, I'm really sorry, didn't mean to injure you. If you're ever up to London, I'll get you like theatre tickets, hotel, whatever. Blanked. Which fair play, like, no problem. So fast forward, must have been 10 years. And we never played against each other for whatever injuries or 
go to the A license at Lillishaw. So like Neil Harris is my best mate. We travel up there together. And then like Neil Harris gets at the car and he's chatting, I'm getting the bags up. And like Cav's giving it a chop. Oh yeah, who'd you come up with? Oh, I'll come up here with Birch. Well, it was like, you had the changing face. Mm, like he's <laughs> screwing, he's screwing. I thought, hey, don't look too happy. He's probably still angry about that tackle, not that bad. <laughs> and then, so after the first day, we're in the bar drinking. After the second day in the bar drinking, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go ask him. So like, Cav, everything all right? He's like, everything fucking all right? No, it ain't. I was like, oh, come on, it was only a tackle. He's like, Birch, I had five years of my life just dreaming about smashing you and doing you. You like, you injured me. I was out six months to nearly eight months with a broken ankle. I went, yeah, but I didn't mean it. He went, Birch, you don't even realise what you said, did you? I was like, what? He said, so once you smashed me, you gave it, oh, good, I hope it's broken. I hope <laughs> you don't get up. I was like, Nah, I didn't, did I? That don't sound like me. That <laughs> don't sound like me. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but maybe because I was in the zone and he said, then when I've tried to play on, you gave it, oh, uh, yeah, you're looking well, you're raspberry, which means, like, cripple in London talk. <laughs> you're looking well, you're raspberry. <laughs> you ain't carrying on. And when he got subbed off, I went, good. I hope it's another five years before he fucking play football, let alone for Ireland. And so he went off and I was like, oh, dear. Yeah, no wonder you're upset. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, no, I, maybe because I was angry that you smashed me right before. That don't sound like me. And then his mates afterwards, because like then he got the Carlisle job and then I was head of the under-21s and well at QPR and I used to, <laughs> bit as a sorry, loaning players for nothing when he was yeah. there. So yeah, so he's, I mean, what a great lad. But like when you're playing, some of the things that... It's mad, isn't it? So yeah, basically, yeah, on the pitch, and you, anything went on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long Verbally as... Verbally like, and everything, were like... But you know when yeah. we talk about that, oh, like going over the line and being a different character? Oh, it no, almost sounds like you... No, 100%, because when I was at Millwall, they sent me to like anger management. Like, because back at Millwall, it was like, if you get hit, don't go down. You've got to smash it. And I got sent off, I think, three times in the first two seasons. It was retaliation, like headbutting. And it was like... Off the pitch, you're so relaxed and laid yeah. back, but on the pitch, you just don't want to hurt people. It goes back for about, in the middle youth team with Ben Thatcher and, and Mark Beard and all that. If we injured someone, we celebrate like a goal, we're high fiving over them as they're on the stretcher. <laughs> yeah, bang, yeah, boom, yes! Other than getting the shirts off and celebrating, <laughs> like, that's what it was like. Honestly, if you injured them, and if someone tackled you, and you didn't tackle him, like, you didn't get him back. That was it for all the week. He's, he's had you up, he's mugged you off, he owns you, he owns you. And no, you don't play him for another, like, four to six months. So they had at Watford called Martin Carter, we played him. And he's, he sort of topped me, and, and he split my ankle open. I, like, finished the game. For the whole two weeks, the lads in the U-team are battering me. Oh, he's had you up, he's owned you. Look at you, he's done your ankle, you've done nothing about it, you didn't do anything about it. Blah, 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 blah. Turns out we playing two weeks later. I'm still injured with my ankle. I think I've done my ligaments in my ankle. And it, I think it was 10 days later. So now, fitness test on a Friday, I've strapped it up just to play the game. And Mick McCarthy was manager at the time watching. And I'm, I'm not fit. I'm only playing to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally, must only be 15 seconds into the game. It's played to this lad. And I'd done, I think my lowest foot on him was on his chest. <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit like the water boy. It was like a scissor around the waist, kick through on the floor. 
got, got the book in and I'm like, yeah, sub, I've got to come off. <laughs> <laughs> my, my work that's here it, is no, done. No, no, it was because the lads were on me about his... Like, <laughs> and Mick McCarthy's said, like, that was the worst tackle he's ever seen, one of the worst tackles he's ever seen. But it was just like, but that, how you was brought up, they can't have it. So they sent me to anger management just to see you why work? are you so angry on the pitch and then out to so they sent me to like Lewisham Town all with wife beaters and alcoholics and I'm sitting there I'm here not to get fined so that's why I'm here you think you've got a problem no but it's going to be a few quid so you come through with Thatcher yeah Thatcher. Like, so in that youth team above me I was 15 so yeah Ben Thatcher Jermaine Wright really good player Jeff Pritchard played for Watford Mark Kennedy the, the youth team coach, Tom Wally, was an absolute lunatic. Some of the things he used to do. And, like, we used to go for runs, and he'd be, like, Ace Ventura in his car, ramming us up the arse to, like... And because he weren't from South London, he was from Watford, he wanted a seven-mile run, so we'd clock it on the car. So 3.5 miles in, you go up and down. But the difference is he's clocking it on the A2. So he's running us up the A2, hitting us with the car, out the window, giving it run on the dual carriageway, so the police would, like, come... Give it, you can't do this. Like, it's on the dual carriageway. Yeah. So got he's got you running down. Oh, yeah, dual carriageway. It's like if you're going down the A1. Like, he's running <laughs> us down there because that's the way he knows it's in. He'd be three point, cocked it in the car from that roundabout. It's 3.5. <laughs> so he's got like a squad of youth team players running and he's ramming them up the arse to get, like, you've got to go. Like, he was a lunatic. Great bloke. But it was, it was a bit like the army. It was made, like, we had so many people quit. It was like make or break them. So if you can't take me... And he used to mentally abuse you for a week. He'd done me for two weeks. Where just little things like when you come in, like every time you gave like a pass away, you could be doing brilliant. You give one pass away. Stop! Hold it there. My good God, you're shit, Bertram. <laughs> Fuck, you're so... Really? Like, you really going to try and be a footballer? Like, just go on the building site. Save yourself some time. <laughs> Stop, get a drink. He's ruining the session. <laughs> He'd be like, what? And then, like, if the reserves needed a centre midfielder, it's then like the right back over giving, what, you got over there? No chance. <laughs> no, and it had two weeks of it, and I'm like, Tom, I don't care what you say, I'm going to be a footballer, I don't give a fuck what you say, I'm going to be here, you ain't going to break me, no problem, you're captain, excellent, move on to the next one. And it's yeah. unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, and it start a it's week, mad, isn't it? and because it, he's saying, if you can't take me abusing you, know, like, you've got 15,000 fans there abusing you, know, or a manager. It's true. We spoke about it loads of times, don't we? So it is like survival of the fittest and it is that army mentality, but to play for Mill, you had to be mentally strong. I've seen so many good players crack because, as I said, one of my best mates, Neil Harris, and he's an absolute legend at Mill. He got cancer. He come back early. He's missing a one-on-one and he's being called a one-bollock cunt by the Mill fans. Fuck off, chop. Don't fucking come back if you're not ready. That's your highest ever goal scorer and legend at the club mm. so like they're brilliant they, they're your best best friend or your worst enemy but again they miss that and then they score and it's ah, we yeah. love you and the same as a player so you just I remember there's one game at Mill we always said it we got promoted from League One champions we're in the championship like a bunch of youngsters with Sean Dyche and Nevers they were probably the older ones and uh, Viali's millionaires, we beat them New Year's Day, but then it was like in February, and if we'd have won, we was top of the championship. And I remember they had a player sent off after 10 minutes. We scored, and then they just started having keeper with a keeper and centre back. So we're sitting back there giving it, carry on. Yeah. The abuse we got off the fans. 
like we was getting beat 5-0 at half time. Shit, 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 you're fucking disgrace. Boo, boo, throwing stuff at us. And we were in the dressing room giving it. We're top of the championship. <laughs> we win. We're top. You know what? Don't listen. We can get on with it. It's no problem. Like, so then go out second half. Uh, they had another person sent off. So we're 1-0. So we're just... Like, we're winning. We're going top of the championship. Like, bonuses are going to be through the roof. <laughs> and we're top of the championship. Score last, I think Steve Reed scored last minute, and we're like celebrating. Booed off, disgrace, boo, shit, 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 top of the championship. We're like, and then won the game 2 0. 2 0, top of the championship as a young team, like, got booed off. And then we play Stoke two weeks later, down to nine men. We're absolute disgrace, kicking everyone, like, smashing it, blocking it. The biggest stand and ovation ever. <laughs> <laughs> Losing 2 0, different class. <laughs> But it's like when Ollie went to Mill, he's like, I'm gonna do the black way, I'm gonna teach him. You can't hold. He's like, What? You do a backward pass or you don't get it in the box. That's it, you're yeah. finished. No, nah, no, I'll re educate him. Mm, I don't think you will. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. What, what would they do? Mill then, they played the best football I think I can remember. Don't matter to them. But that's the, I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's their philosophy. Yeah. They'd rather stick it in the box, get a big man in there and and work yeah. it well. And again, that's the, with that mill. And that's why, I think that's why that youth team or that youth system that we had there was so good that brought through so many strong characters that stayed in the game later mm. on and every one of them's a character. But I, I was quite lucky as well because, and that's what I say to young players about... Well, we was we was footballers, and everyone's got a story of luck happening for them to make it. And when I speak to nearly everyone, so for me at Millwall, we got relegated. The next year, the team didn't start well. I think they got beat three or four nil on the Saturday, and Jimmy Nickel called a first team training session, properly game refs kit at the den on the Monday. So we've gone on the den on the Monday. Here's the teams. The right back who was a trialist ain't turned up. So we ain't got a right back. And I'm thinking, yeah, I've had it every weekend here. Who wants to play right back? And I'm like, fuck it, I'll play right back. Play right back. We beat them 4 0. I scored one. I think I set two up. I had a weldy at right back from my first <laughs> ever game there. And it was like a proper game. So he's going mad at the first team. So uh, the next day we had the Tuesday off. Go back in the Wednesday and Jimmy Nicole calls in the office. Birch, why didn't you tell me you could play right back? I went, I've never played right back in my life. And he's like, you're playing right wing back Saturday. It's like, what? We had Preston. So I was like, really? Yeah. He said, I, I know some lads you shouldn't tell, but I don't think you get nervous, you can handle it. And I went, right wing back. I went, what's that do? He went, oh, it's easy. <laughs> what's <laughs> that do? <laughs> yeah, we're 4 Never played anything else at Mill. 4 What's wing back? He went, it's easy. When we attack, you've got to make the back post to try and score. When we defend, you got to run and defend the back post. <laughs> so I'm just running then. Yeah, that's why you're playing. You're just <laughs> running. So I was like, oh, shit. No, don't get nervous. But then we signed the legend. That is Ray Wilkins, one of my heroes. So we signed Ray Wilkins. And I'm like, it's the great Ray Mondo's coming. It's, he's different. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm just like, giving it. it's right. I was just passing to him in training. Here you go, Ray. There you go. Ray. The great Ray, Ray Mondo. Ray, Ray Mondo. <laughs> like one of my biggest heroes at QPR. Just a legend. And how old are you when he comes in? 17. Right, so it's 17. Like an hero walking in. Yeah. So yeah, Ray played. And I never got, I didn't get nervous at all. I know. Got to go out for the warm up, not nervous. 
and then just before you go out for the game, you've got the Let It Come song, Let Them Come, let come. And, the, and the fans there, and I just started looking round. And Ray could see me looking round, and he went, Birch, don't worry. So I thought, what? He said, just run, call for it, I'll put it on the end of your foot. I was like, yeah, nice one, Ray, probably about five years ago. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, for the first couple of passes, Ray, yeah. <laughs> He was putting back checked forward spin side swipe <laughs> on it. It's in my foot. So like, like my first touch, I ate a left foot volley, went for it inside the post and bounced out from it. Got something, and we won three two. Got got man the match. So it was great. So then the next away trip, we had Stockport away. What an unlucky ground for me that is. But we had Stockport away. So the room in this come out. I'm in with Ray. Oh, cause Jimmy Nickel knew I was a big massive PR <laughs> fan. So I'm in with Ray, and he's got all this luggage and shit with LV on. What the fuck's LV, right? <laughs> he went, so what? Hopefully you'll learn that later on in your career. I'm like, it's all Louis Vuitton. He's got Louis Vuitton fucking toothbrush holder, bag, wash bag. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. I've got so many questions about QPR. Don't, Birch, don't ask the questions. Just play it cool. Play it cool. <laughs> don't say anything. It's right over there. Right. <laughs> and then, so then he strips naked. The hairiest man you'll ever see <laughs> other than the head. Like, all over, like a teddy bear. And I'm thinking, <laughs> don't look. Don't look at there, Don't look at Harry Ray. Don't look at Harry Ray. And then, like, TV's on. It's under siege, right? Under siege's on. <laughs> and then it's where Erica Lanyette pops out the cake, doesn't she? Yeah. She's naked, pops out the cake. Pops out the cake. And Ray gives it, Birch, what fantastic breast that young lady has. <laughs> I was like... Ray, what about Jürgen Sommer? Why'd you sign him at QPR? He was useless. Then you signed Simon Osborne. Then you didn't play him. What about Ned Zellick? He went, Birch, you've got two QPR questions and then we can get back to the beautiful young lady's breasts. I can just see him in his wife fronts, in his Calvin wife fronts, and just hair everywhere. No, it was just naked. No wife fronts. No wife fronts. No wife fronts. Dreams do come true. Just hair. What beautiful breath. Going back to Mick, did he used to do his Young V Old back then? Yeah, Young V Old. So, like, it it was Young V Old. So, on a Friday, it was like prison rules. You see Mean Machine and all that. It was just... The tackles and like the oldens could, it's GBH. There's no, it's, they are two foot in your treading over in you, and then it's play on, play on, like the monk, the goalie. That was all the monk. So, like, <laughs> and as, as a youth team, you'd be like, don't, don't need an extra, don't need an extra. Yeah, I mean, but over you come, oh, for fuck, here we go. <laughs> so, over there, and it was just, I think it was like, get a couple of youth team over, you can do whatever you want to them. It's bully them. But we had, at that mill team, just absolute lunatics. Like the back three was Gavin Maguire, Keith Stevens, and Pat Van Der Now. Like on their own, they're bad. Together, <laughs> absolute <laughs> lunatics. Like Gavin Maguire was the biggest lunatic because he was such a nice bloke, but just a lunatic. Like, and uh, just I remember we're 16 years of age playing at. Arsenal in a reserve game and it was proper reserve games like yeah. Glenn Elder was playing they just won the European Cup and Johnny Jensen was playing in midfield so being mouthy as I was back then I know it's a surprise but I was a bit <laughs> mouthy I've smashed him in a tackle and he's in the first five minutes he jumped up grabbed me and I went 
don't get annoyed because you're shit and you weren't picked in the final. Mm. So then he's like trying to strangle me, <laughs> and like, I'm, and then both got a booking. And it was only like a couple of minutes later, the ball's, the ball's broke, and I could have gone in and smashed, but I pulled out. Well, Gavin Maguire has lost his shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it, the game's gone. Birch, what are you fucking doing? You could have smashed him there. You could have done, not win the ball. It weren't like you could have had a good tackle. You could have done him there. What are you doing? I was like, Gav, like, I don't want to get sent off. And he's like, oh, I can show. Don't worry about getting, don't ever worry about getting sent off. As he's finished his sentence, he's grabbed Paul Dickoff around the throat and just gone bang and chinned him in the box. <laughs> Penalty red card, walked off. Don't ever worry about getting sent off. <laughs> and then walked in. A lunatic. <laughs> so you got him. You got Keith Stevens, who was the captain of the club, absolute legend. He's become the manager. Brilliant. He's. I went for a block tackle once. Well, it's like I've called his mum, whatever. Like he was disgusted. A block <laughs> tackle. Don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> so what? What? Well, you've got to get over. The, like you could injure yourself there. Right, we're out in the afternoon. Eat, so. I think it was me, Ben Thatcher, Mark Beard, they was a bit older, took us out. One of the youth, other youth team lads, I don't know which one it was, they've dressed, do you know with the attack dogs and you get the suit on? Well, he's made, <laughs> he's made a makeup attack suit, like cricket pads, rugby pads on them, <laughs> like everything on them. And so when you're going for a block tail, don't ever go block tail, that's your opportunity, you can get your foot over the ball, and get that right in their face, <laughs> do it to him, on his chest. <laughs> Yes, get over boom, on their chest and like, teaching us the dark arts. Like, <laughs> don't the afternoon of dark art training. Like, don't ever clear the ball. What are you getting for clearing the ball? When you can just slow down a little bit, let him get there first, and you can get the ball and hit me right in the face. <laughs> right, so, like, it's <laughs> so it's like, and it's like when you're going up for an edar. <laughs> Yeah, you can win it cleanly, but you can win it cleanly. (laughs) 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 When they're like running it out, shielding it out, you can accidentally just go right down the kill. Lessons in the dark arts. Yes, and then he's like, come on, go, no, but. Lessons in the dark arts. So, yeah, the dark arts used to teach us the dark arts. The clearing the ball and getting your studs in the neck. <laughs> but he had that one to the tee, the block tackle. <laughs> or you can get your head in there. Because, like, back in the day... Get the head in there. <laughs> get the head in there. So back in the day, it was like the Rothman's yearbook, right? So that was when it was, like, three subs. The celebrations when the other team didn't have a, like, goalie on the bench. Yes! So it'd be, I don't know, Andrew Pilkington, whoever it is. Is he a goalie? Is it? I don't think he's a goalie. Get the Rothman's yearbook out. <laughs> he's a right back. They've got no goalie. <laughs> First corner, second corner. So you have to take it in terms of smashing the keeper. <laughs> they don't, they don't reserve. So you're take a booking. Then it was someone else's turn the second corner. <laughs> Achilles. We've done that one. Yeah. <laughs> that season we injured quite a few when it was like, <laughs> but <laughs> no keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. How would you get on with Taff? Yeah, good. Good well, to be fair, Great bloke. Fuck. Talk about a good bit of social bullying and all that. It, it was, was great. Tough. 
Ian, Ian Evans was right. uh, would, Mick's assistant. So sometimes he would just hide a ball and give it. So we count the balls and right. If you don't go out there and find it, we're doing a, a seven lap up. This on a Friday before before our youth team game, and then we'd be out there looking for it, looking for it for hours. We can't find it. Right. If I go out there and find it, you lot doing a seven lap up, and then they go out there. It move a log, it move a load of leaves, it put it down a rabbit hole. There's your ball, go get change, <laughs> don't find it. Don't make us random, we're not We're playing, playing Tottenham the next day, and they're turning up with the copers just in their hands, bowling round. They've got a kit man and everything. We're turning up, we're carrying our own stuff. I had a like, seven lap of the day before. <laughs> but yeah, he was. We talked about the night of Pat Vander now. Some crazy shark eyes on him, just like. But. It just come out in the paper that his ex-wife, Mandy Smith, said he liked doing the ironing in her underwear. So, I don't know. Why not? I've not heard of it before, but that's what yeah. So, like, on the Monday, Taff has got a, a free-kick mannequin, put underwear around it, cut out and stuck Pat Brandon Howe's face on it and put the ironing board up with the iron. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think this is going Where, to Where's it set up? Where's it set up? Uh, in the canteen. As right. soon as you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, mm, pick your battles, this one might not end well. <laughs> and then, so we're sitting in the youth team room and all you is smash, fuck, swearing going on. What's happened? He's come in and seen it. Then Tav is come in seeing the wolf. This ain't gone the way I thought it would. <laughs> gave it. Pat, Pat, whoa, whoa, Pat. Them fucking YTS players, they're a disgrace. <laughs> Think it definitely got to be Birch. So then, <laughs> next thing, you know, who's it though? Smash, he's coming. <laughs> Thought he was going to Hannibal Lecter bite my face off. <laughs> like, he's had that bit of pulling him off and like, like a lunatic, and then he's just gone home as well. <laughs> so he didn't train, he just... No, he just went straight home. I don't. He used to take some sabbaticals and like turn up now and again. And <laughs> you had you seen the setup before he attacked you? Yeah. So you know you know oh, yeah, what it was for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Thinking back, I think Taff might have had to rethink that one. Or <laughs> <laughs> but then we had, used to have the big communal barber as well. And then, <laughs> like Ben Thatcher used to shit in the bath all the time. But <laughs> oh. then. There was one time, like, it was me, so they're pros, Ben Thatcher and all that, and Mick McCarthy's come in the bath at the end, and, like, I can see Ben just getting, <laughs> getting out, and I was giving it, oh, no. So, like, the exit to the bath's there. I'm here. He's laughed and got out. So, like, Mick McCarthy's... So just sitting in the bath while the manager's in it? Yeah. <laughs> but then, Mick McCarthy's dropped the soap, and then he's picking, he's got the shit in his hand. Oh, <laughs> then, no. He's got in the bath and stay in it <laughs> like, <it's not> me. <laughs> but cool get the blame on his team <laughs> who was the player that wouldn't that didn't play because he didn't get sex or something oh yeah no I, I can't say names but he was a the, I got so many at cube yard like we had a so he, he didn't have sex we had one pre-season just signed a new deal we had another player that couldn't come to pre-season because a witch doctor put a spell on him I'll give you a clue. It wasn't Sean Derry or Clint Hill. So I'm like, what? Which doctor's put a spell on him? No, no, no. He's got a, 
Oh, sir, you can't be having that. And then the manager's giving it, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So not only has he put a spell in this witch doctor, it's a spell that he, the player, can't pay himself to take off. The club has to pay it because it's stopping him sleeping. So they said, right, get back in or you're going to get two weeks' wages. Let's see how this witch doctor feels about that. (laughs) Then he'd come back. And then we was going to Malaysia. And funny enough, this witch doctor's managed to put another spell on him. So he's gone back to pa- Paris. And well, I can say his name, Samba Diakite. That was that one, yeah. So he just signed a new deal. And then what happened? The player liaison and the doctor had to fly back from Malaysia to then pay this witch doctor to get him out to Malaysia. What year is this then? What year? Was that was Premier League. That was under Mark Hughes. Was that Mark Hughes? Yeah. It's, it's true. I know. Which doctor put a spell? It's like it's just his auntie. I I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm a non-believer in the old witch doctors, but it's uh, it's it's pretty much just a form of blackmail. It well, especially as he couldn't pay it. I was like, (laughs) I might have half believed it before. It's like it's a bit like I know a Nigerian prince. I just need your bank account details to put ten million into it. (laughs) I'm half giving it. Witch doctor, yeah, maybe. So, I don't want to be like. So he's he's saying this put a spell on him and he can't sleep. Yeah. And the club needs to pay for the witch doctor. No, I to fucking reverse. think he put a spell on him not to pass. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I started. I've seen him. <laughs> we had another one, top centre forward, and then he couldn't train because he might have pulled his hamstring. And because he's a Formula One car, like you wouldn't ask a Formula One car to like to go into a race if there's a few nuts or bolts loose. I'm like. No, mate. Is that what it actually said? That's, no, mate, yeah. That, that, that's a bruise. You've just got a bruise. No, no, but it could be a tear. No, no, it's a bruise. Can't play. Can't play. What's happened to my cub? <laughs> <laughs> you must have been tearing your hair out. Oh, yeah. Especially t- the fact, even more so the fact that you're a fan. You said you must have been pulling your hair out. Did you actually want to grab somebody and go, what oh, yeah, the no, fuck is going on here? To put me in training so I could top. Yeah. Top people. I just lost lost it. Like I it came Jose Basinga refused to train a couple of times and I was just one time I did actually go in training, I bullied Jason Park, I had him up, turned and shot. We went it was like it was like holding off my son in the garden. I'm thinking like playing for Man United in Champions League and I'm holding you it was like a proper game yeah. and then I scored the winner. So I was buzzing with it. Uh, <laughs> but Harry's like lose like losing the part and some of them just didn't care. Did you what, find what? it hard? Like because you're, you're obviously oh, yeah, you care about keeping like, up. Yeah, hundred percent. When like you're seeing these players coming in on, on big money and not not caring, just you think that was a problem that they did give them the big money. Yeah, like, but fuck, it was we'll hard. Look Q, we'll QPR for a fucking two or three year holiday. Yeah, well, it just went up and up and up. Like the players that we were bringing in and that just couldn't, you couldn't contain it. You couldn't. It weren't sustainable. Mm. Like even, but even, but you'd sign people like Armand Traore who. I personally got on well if he was right and Arsene Wenger described him as the best specimen of a footballer he's ever worked with and he is but he just did, oh, there was a time he absolutely lost his shit with Sean Derry so <laughs> oh, we, uh, this is a great one so I just fucking remembered it so I was reffing I like to have a bit of reffing a bit of banter and it was like just a small sided game and someone could have squared it to Armatore and they shot and missed and he's gone, you're a fucking cunt, you can't, can't jump past the wall. And then 
like times I'll end it and Sean Davis don't call someone a cunt and Des is hitting I've never seen someone it's a bit like when Popeye's his spinach absolutely transformed like <laughs> <laughs> the traps come out the traps come out where's this I was holding on to him it was like when my kid was free, holding on to my arm, just waving me about anywhere. <laughs> like, and then we're trying to get, hey, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. He's lost his shit. Right, training over, go in. So we're walking in, calming down. And at the training ground, there's a tunnel area. Armand Troy's come in. He's got a can of tear gas. So he's like, oh, I'm going to kill Whoa, what are you doing? Don't <laughs> so, so I was like, drag him. And we go in the office and it was like me and the player liaison at the time. Dragging him, oh, I'll kill him. He can't disrespect me like that. I'm like, oh, Armin, what are you doing? I went, you've not thought this through, mate. And he's like, well, I went, it's a covered area. You throw the tear gas in there. You're going to gas yourself, mate. You need, that's one question I've got. You've got no gas mask. And two... <laughs> Where the fuck did you get this tear gas? I'm from my boot. I went, what the fuck are you doing having tear? I went, you've been playing too much Call of Duty. No, no, I have it in case there's trouble. And there's trouble now. I went, can't you just go back to the old days where you had baseball bats or golf clubs? We can do <laughs> the good old days. But you've got tear gas. I'm like, oh, I've got that. There's a, but I think you better get yourself home. <laughs> I've seen his eyes. He's serious. <laughs> oh, the best you're going to get is fucking tear gas in the eyes. Straight home afterwards. We had another one, Jay Barton, done a bad tackle on Adele. And Adele got a restraining order on him. He couldn't be 200 yards in the same area. A little bit difficult with the pitch dimensions there, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Did not get on them two? No. Who was the other one? Joe Barton and Adele. Joey Barton. Adele. Adele. I, I got him really, for some reason Adele I got on well with him even though but well, that's how bad it was he was the biggest wrong and then, then fast forward two years he was one of the normal ones but yeah. like, we skipped to leaving Millwall by the yeah, way we skipped the play oh we? no we can go back to Millwall because that, <laughs> that was a great time that was a great time that season that QPR won the league man he was just oh the best player so. yeah, well we was an average team then but there were so many times in the game that he'd just go there was one time <laughs> Adele was we played Scunthorpe away and then because it was Scunthorpe away and he didn't believe it was a place called Scunthorpe he said no, what Scunthorpe they're in our league no no I'm not playing anyway <laughs> they went up and lost 4-1 Scunthorpe were bottom of the league or 4-2 uh, Chimbonda played Chimbonda was the word but him and him and Danny Shute playing I think Warner said they're not playing so on the Tuesday I had Barnsley away so it's like now it's SOS for Adele get Adele up <laughs> we need a win so trying to get Adele, like ringing Adele, like Adele, you need to go up there. There's a tra- it was Adele and Matt Conley. Matt Conley's a great lad, brilliant. Matt, they've got a train ticket booked for you. You've got to go up there. Did you stay up late? Did you play? A they they stayed up. Yeah. So I've got the I've got the reserves and the and the twenty ones, <coughs> and I would travel up afterwards. And it's like uh, Matt Conley, you got a ticket? Yeah, go, no problem. He's got a ticket. He's up there. Adele, there's a train ticket. <laughs> train. <laughs> 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 oh, funny thing phone off right <laughs> so like, trying to ring him down so like next day like it's get hold of Adele it's get hold of Adele so, so Neil Warnock's ringing the secretary he's like you've got a good relationship ring him yeah like I come up but I get a chauffeur that what yeah and he's like to me they don't respect me enough like I'm the best. I'm one of the best players in the Premier League, and I'm playing in the Championship. They're not respecting me enough. I need to show that they should respect me. Like, 
I've just, I've just got to get you up there, Adele. That's, that's all my job is. I don't care what's going on. So he got the he got the car up there, scored after two minutes, and then down tools. Didn't yeah, try a leg. I've done my work. Come off. Adios, done. I told him that they need me. <laughs> and that was it. Oh, Even when we won the league. So, Mon at Watford won the league. He's gone back to France. No one can get hold of him. He's captain. So, they've got to get hold of him. Look, we're getting the trophy. We're playing Newcastle live on the BBC. It was That's when the championship was on the BBC. You need to come here to lift the trophy. I will do. Get a helicopter for me. And then, he's turned up. Into the first half, he's named a sub. We've had to name him. So he's jeans and a t-shirt sitting on the bench. Jeans and a t-shirt. Jeans and a t-shirt on the bench, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'll come on now. Twenty minutes when I got chains, come on, lift the trophy, and uh, I'll never forget. I think we just won it. We've gone up to the Premier League, and he's like, yeah, it'd be good. Like it's my last game for QPR. So, yeah, blah blah blah. But it would. No, I, I still talk to Adele now, and now he's at Benfica, and he knows. I think he regrets how he was before yeah. because he just thought that's how he should be, and he was the star. And now he's playing like number six in for Benfica, the midfield running around tackling. But back then that was, uh, but that was Neil Neil Warnock <coughs> done something I never like made him captain. I never ever yeah. thought, but he done it to get the best out of him. Like Neil Warnock used to do stuff you like think that. He worked hundred percent. They were sensational that year. Yeah. No, I just I'm, can't I'm, imagine scored, him putting up with stuff 20, like that. He scored though. 22. But yeah. Clint Hill and Deza wanted to kill him. They all wanted to kill him. Oh, I'm yeah. like, who got you the win bonus that day? Yeah. He did. So, like, as long as he keeps doing it. But that's what, when we went up to the Premier League, it happened. We've gone from the Championship having 60% possession to in the Premier League having 35% possession. There's no point that they'll be on the team if you ain't got the ball. No. Yeah. Yeah. But if he'd have had that work rate, he could have easily made it in the, in the Premier League into a, a good team. Yeah. I can imagine him. Like one of the best individuals, like you see him in training, some of the stuff he used to do. Like, unbelievable. Ilya must have been fucking furious with him. <laughs> oh, no. Daily. Oh, and just imagine. Paddy Kenny, Ely, Sean Derry, they, they all wanted to kill him. Yeah. But then he he weren't one of the wrong ones when we went big time wrong ones. Mm. Going back to, the, back to the playing career, it must have been a, a moment then after your Millwall career for QPR to come in. Yeah. It was by your club. It was back so, on the door. so so strange how it all come about because I actually done a pre, I had done a pre agreement with Birmingham with Steve Bruce at the time. He, I think you always liked me. Were they in the pram? No, they was in. They beat us in the playoffs in the championship. Turned out at the end of the season we're playing fucking Birmingham in the playoffs. So they won, went up, and so instead of going there as like a player, I was going there as a squad player, which I was yeah. happy with. It's still really good money. And then I think Cholton come in and it was like, no, no, the fellow Premier League club won't let you go there. And then Kenny Jacket rang me up as a QPR and said, look, you're a free. And I said, look, I've done a pre-agreement, but I'd love to play for QPR. I'll come and have a meeting. So I went down with Holloway at Loftus Road and then I gave him a contract. I said, look, here's at Birmingham, get near it and I'll come sign for you. Now everyone was telling me like, you can't, that's Premier League. Like, they was even saying, well, like, we can loan you to QPR. I said, no, no, the only reason I kicked the ball was to play for QPR. They've just come out of administration. It's the worst they could ever be. If I don't go to them, who else will go to them? And I said, but it's luckily like there was a couple of rich brothers that put money into the club for me to sign. So they got to the money and I'd, I'd sign for them, which there was always a part in my mind was 
what about if it don't go well? Would my, my love for QBR fade a little bit yeah. if it don't go well? But it turned out to be the best decision I ever made. Consider I just got married, just had a kid, and I took I took less a lot less money to go play for QBR. And what league were QBR in? League, league one. League Over one. two grand a week wage cut to play for QBR. Two leagues below. Two leagues below been. where I could have been. That is a fan, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that is a fan. Well, it, it, well, it happened as well when there was a couple of bids come in for me. Uh, again in the Premier League one was Neil Warnock at Sheffield United another one was uh, a bigger Premier League club London one as well and I had two years left on my contract I think they were playing cat and mouse where I'd have, they told me I had to put in a transfer request to go and I said I can't I'm, I could never put in a transfer request to QPR I used to because I'm thinking back to the players that were what I love like Andy Sinton was a legend at QPR but he put in a transfer request to go to Arsenal and he, and he didn't go Arsenal he went Sheffield Wednesday and like Trevor Sinclair a little bit was a legend but then sort of like when we got relegated he didn't really that, and then he technically put in a transfer request to go West Ham and I thought I could never do that When you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring At BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I thought, I thought that was half bluffing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was half bluffing, yeah. thinking they'd accept it anyway, because they had to pay your contract up, didn't they? Yeah. So they had to pay the two years up, but no. So they Any never other club you'd more than happy put a transfer request Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But it's I thought... A big thing, I, though, because it would have been more obviously financially rewarding to, to leave. Yeah. Is that a tough one to weigh up? To, to stay and show yeah, that loyalty? And no, because it, it was like, I can't put a transfer request in. Okay, you could have gone to a better club or more money, but I always wanted to have a legacy at QPR that I could look back on and just be really proud of. And that was, because we're growing up, that's all we've done. Like me and my brother used to be like statos, know every score of every game of what minute. And that, that's what fans, when fans say, oh, he loves the club and this player, he loves it. And a lot of the time it's their job, they fuck off if they get a better 100%, move. But, yeah. but just, just for that alone, I, I could never do it. Fair and it cost there. me, and, and it cost me, I never played in the Premier League. Mm. But I look back, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have changed it. That I mean, legacy means more to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. Because I would have gone, I'd, if I'd have gone, I'd had half the time at QPR. Did you hit the ground running? What, QPR? No, not really. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no. <laughs> because it started really well. Uh, well, I died, I died my hair blue. I was going to say, did you do the, did that, you that, die well, the air at the so start? That, uh, so, it, that... Two reasons why I've done it. One, I always had an agreement with my older brother. Yeah, like he's only one year above me. And we always said, if any of us play for QPR, we're dying our hair blue and white. That's when we were like 10 or whatever, thinking it might yeah. not ever happen. <laughs> and then... Think I hope it's him. So, like, he reminded me, because I had long hair at the time. I So, he reminded me, <laughs> so happy that you signed us. Remember our deal? And I was like, oh, no, yeah, I do. And then I was having an argument that we was... Pre season away, I was like, I had an argument with Kevin Gallon, who was the biggest QPR fan. So I said, I bet him 250 quid, I'll dye my hair blue and white if for the first game, which I did. And in my first four games, I got three yellows and a red. <laughs> so, and then it's a bold statement. So then, all the way, so yeah, Ollie's, Ollie's giving it, 
Birch, you think you're getting a bit of attention off of referees? I mean, <laughs> could have a... <laughs> and so, yeah, that's when I thought, maybe it's the air. I'll, I'll try and change the bar. <laughs> and then I dyed it back, and then I just used to get really loads of fan mail from kids that dyed their hair, and now I've not got it. So then I started adding little bits in, and that's when Schwarzkopf come to me and sponsored me for that year. It was a decent amount of money as well, like, yeah. for then. And then in the second year, FUD sponsored me, and it was like, I had to... A hair campaign, they're paying me, I think it was like 15 grand. Oh, the, the, uh, yeah, the fudge, yeah. the no. hair company. So I, I had that. Chocolate. So the fudge <laughs> the second year uh, sponsored me for it. And then what stopped me having it was it was my brother's wedding. I was best man and the colour code was like cream and gold. So the barnet weren't really fitting <laughs> in. And so like his, his wife, then, well, his fiance at the time, had said, can you please change it? Like My family ain't really... Like into all that football stuff, so I changed it back, and then it was. Do you know what? You don't realise how much you get noticed with it without having been massive football fans because you got a blue and white mohawk. So any yeah. Tom Dick and Harry that supports <laughs> another club, it's that prick from Cube. Yeah, you wanker, <laughs> fucking prick. So like you go back to normal, it's like yeah, no one really knows Cube. Yeah, I can get away with it. <laughs> how long? How, over what period of time did you have two blue years. and white? So you had a, a blue and white mohawk for two. Yeah, years. different types of. Blue and yeah. white mohawk. But yeah, for two years. So, yeah. What were your, what did your missus think to it? Well, divorce, so that probably... Well, I didn't really talk to her about it, really. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I, she didn't... I don't know if she minded. As I said, I don't really talk to her. I didn't really talk to her about it. <laughs> Maybe when you're married, you should talk to your wife and it might last a bit longer. <laughs> There was a few Twitter correspondence about Jerry Taggart and oh, well, tag, yeah. most most the, hated man in Stoke, I think. When you they still hate me now, like it was one like still now, Stoke fans hate me. I watched it on the way down. Yeah, so, look, did he hit me in the mouth? Yeah, mm. he did. He cut it. Like he caught my mouth. Did I make a meal of it? Fuck yeah, he got sent <laughs> off. And I'll do it again today. He he's going for you as well, isn't he? There's he, like the range. Yeah, but, what, 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 so, what was that? My, so it was Stoke away. All the way, because all the way, it's got to Pulis's yeah. kid. And, like, it's, like, he's doing the team talk, but he's looking at me all the way. Whatever you do, make sure you keep the fans quiet. I don't want anyone doing anything to get them going behind <laughs> their team. We play it cool. We're ice in our veins. We play it cool. So three minutes into the game, <laughs> it's a free kick. Tags has got the ball, and I've gave it... See ya! He's got the red. Now I've got. You're a mark man, but you're a mark. It sounds like a motorcycle, but I got you're a mark man out of it. He's he's bombing me, he's killing me. Right in the tunnel at half time, and it's so. Big old oh, unit and old tags. I've gave it. Oh, I've picked one here. In <laughs> <laughs> so then I've got that, and then I've got gifted Noel Williams. I know from what we used to go to college together. Right, Bert, you're getting it. Okay, so there's another big one doing me. <laughs> Clint Hill, yeah, I'm getting done. <laughs> Wayne Thomas, I'm getting done from him as well. The only thing that's going to save me, there's too many of them want to do me to get me. And then I think it was Daryl Russell as well because I, I got him sent off when he was at Norwich because he accidentally hit me in the face. Do it again. But, so now, the whole first half, I'm getting done. ITV following us about, because if we win, we break the QPR record, I think nine wins on the trot. So, 
half time comes in and she was like get behind me I went nah I'm going down fighting so I sprint in to go have to fight with tags and so from the side in the bath towel so in flip flops bath towel naked I think he thinks it's an easy win it's like you ain't gonna normally go to a fight in a bathrobe <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the haymaker it's caught the mohawk on top because he's a couple of steps up and then I've gone and we're fighting and honestly do you know like the film Bed Knobs and Broomsticks where they're all blown in the back of the net? <laughs> it's like that, smash, smash, smash. There's fights going on. There's the heavyweight class of shit when Adiak and Bailly and it's all going down. <laughs> I've managed to die. And then I think I caught Daryl. It was like all went calm and I managed to catch Daryl Russell or Peach. And then in all the mayhem, I can just remember, Fuzz, help! And it was like... Matty Rose getting picked up by about three Stoke players, getting dragged in their changing room, and he's hanging on the door <laughs> like a kid don't want to go out of bed. I just see him just go like he's in the black hole. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. They're so doing whatever to him. As I said, he's the nicest geezer in the world. Like the night, he's probably making him a cup of tea in there. I think he was still in there for their half-time tea talk. So we get back. So it's all king. The ITV did that. Gabriel, whatever his name is, is caning the cameraman because he's getting trampled on the floor to capture it. And then we go into the dressing room, and always, for fuck's sake, but what did I tell you? Ice in our veins. You've just started. You've started World War Three. I mean, Ollie. He's hit me in the mouth. I've got him sent off. I ain't getting bullied. They, they want to fight. We're having a fight. That's fucking right. We're having a fight. And then he's straight out. <laughs> kicks the stage door down. Tony, if you want to fight, we're having a fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think Rosie's pouring tea. <laughs> 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 Don't like, get out. Oh, Don't tell me to get out. If you want to fight, we're having a fight. And then... He goes, like, you see the interview, like, most managers, what's happened in there? Nah, nothing. Oh, it's all gone off in there. <laughs> oh, it's all gone off. <laughs> so, what was the score at half time? So, nil nil. So, we go out there. <laughs> Kev scores 10 minutes into it. Well, that don't only start the Stoke fans off. They're trying to run on and get me. I think I might have gave them a wave. Or <laughs> yeah. So, now, Adi Akinbaya, comes up to him. Like the traps are up, the bat wings up, they're there. <laughs> I'm getting hurt if it kicks off. Don't fancy. If you win, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And I couldn't help myself. And I went, well, if you're still on the pitch, we're gonna win because you ain't gonna fucking score. <laughs> what? So like, <laughs> it's gone. And I'm like, well, Barrett, why did you do this? So like, so like, now I'm playing. Now they're trying to get off. Not only have I got to keep the ball because the Stoke players do, the Stoke fans are getting, so I can't go near the edge of the pitch. <laughs> and I can't, so now, uh, and it comes to like the 87th minute, the police come to Ollie and said, look, if you want to get him out of the ground alive, you've got to take him off. So then I think, so number eight's coming out and then that's when like AD's starting on me again. And uh, he's giving it, next time you touch the ball, I'm going to fucking break your legs. And I think I gave it, Something wrong with you? I'm fucking getting subjugated here. <laughs> so now I'm walking down there, throw it, and I'm surprised because they're throwing pound coins at me. It's Stoke, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's off north, isn't it? So now, now I'm picking it up. Cheers in my pocket. Cheers in my pocket. So now it's all going off. So Monday morning, we come in. So it's uh, 
Dean Sturridge and Aaron Brown, they know Aviac and Bailey. Like, Aaron knows, Birch, what have you done? I went, you what? He went, what, what are you fucking done? Have you got a death wish? I went, what are you talking about? He went, didn't you send that picture of tags? I went, what? He went, so someone sent a picture of me, signed, thanks for the three points, Mark Bertram. <laughs> I think there was kisses on there. <laughs> and they're like, you, I went, I didn't fucking send that. He went, well, you got to tell them. Nah, fuck them, they're all right. Hopefully they think it's me, fuck them. <laughs> so now it's like, they want to kill me, they all want to kill me. We didn't play them again, but then end the season, we come to a, we come to a charity game. It's uh, my mate, Junior Lewis's best mate's dad. And so me and Martin Rowlands, we said we're playing it, get in the dressing room, Adiak and Bai sitting there. So he's been trying to kill me all year. Now he's sitting there. The traps go up again. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> it could be a long afternoon. Here, <laughs> so I'm like, I've got to say, the way I am, I've got to say something. I've got to say something. Mark's get, Birch, please don't, because I'm going to have to back you up, and he could probably kill eight of us. Don't. I've got to say something. I've got to say something, Mark. I can't let it go. And he's like, Birch, please, God, don't. So we finish the game, and there's tension, and then a bloke comes in the changing room, and he's like, Aidy, can we have a picture? Can I have a picture? And he went, yeah. And he gave out, this was not camera phones, camera, gave Aidy to buy the camera, grabbed me and went, we fucking mugged them off, didn't we? Don't run down! You I'm like, no, you get away from me. First time ever I've tried to get out of being a QBR fan. No, 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 no. no. So now, now it's all going. And then I'm like, Mark, I've got to say something. Oh, don't. So we're in the bar. And then, like, AD can have a word, mate. He's like, you what? Can we step outside and have a word? And he's like, yeah. So we go outside, I said, Aidy, I've heard that you like, want to do me, blah, blah. And he just went, why are you such a cunt? I went, I just love it. I went, <laughs> <laughs> I'll buzz off it a little bit. And he's like, do you ever? I went, I'm not like that off the pitch. He's just on the pitch. I like to wind up and all that. He's like, so I talked him into it. I went, look, we go around the corner and have it if you want. I went, I've got nothing to lose. Everyone expects you to fucking do me. But if I can bite an ear off or nose, then <laughs> I'm a winner. <laughs> I'm a winner. And he's like, what, what's wrong with you, bro? And I was like, I said, so are we good? And he went, yeah. I went, uh, I'm glad you shit on a bastion. No, 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 you're choking on me. Don't get a drink. Don't get a drink. <laughs> 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 in the bar like that. Didn't fancy it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.